Okay, so we're up to Daf Ayin Zayin Amid Aleph. I just want to make one point clear, because I, I was bothered by something all day yesterday, and I just saw that the Yaivitz, Rav Yaakov Emden, speaks it up. The, the, the Gemara is saying that there was a taina against David HaMelech, that he was not Roy to Lekoho, right? Because they're trying to figure out whether a Moavia woman is allowed. The problem is, and, and, and Rav Yaakov Emden is really bothered by this, even if a Moavia woman is not allowed, that was four generations before. His grandfather, even if his grandfather, let's say super machmer, his grandfather has status of a guy. He married a Jewish woman, right? Could we assume that Yishai's married a Jew and Oved married a Jew? Yeah, Oved married a Jew, even if, right, people didn't know what he was. Even if, let's assume that he has a status of a Moavi man, but if you marry a Jewish woman, even if it's Be'iser, the kid is kosher. So the uh, Rav Yaakov Emden, and that's today's daf. Rav Yaakov Emden is bothered by this. So he I says that. There was that, a time when the lineage went by the father. This is after Mount Torah. I'm saying uh, the point is that even if you go with it, it's not like David is the son of Rus. There's three or four generations, three generations. So it would have been washed up by then. So the uh, Rav Yaakov Emden says you're right. He says that there's an opinion in Hachoylitz that holds that a guy who lives with a Jew is a mamzer. So if you go with that, and you assume that the son of a Moavia woman has a status of a guy, then he's a mamzer. But, that, but the point is, I'll be regular halacha from today's daf. If you'll, we'll go through today's daf, you'll see, even if David was a Moavi man, whatever, Rus was a Moavia woman in halacha, it's a problem, it would have been whitewashed by the time, it would have been cleaned up by the time it got to David. I'll be halacha. It's just that the taina was, uh, so I thought the shot was, even if it's like cleaned up, he's not right to be Melech. Like that's what I thought the Taina was. That they're saying like again. So just pick it up from where we left off yesterday. Uh, um, Davra Melech comes in. Shaul says, uh, you know, who's this kid? He seems to have signs of Malchus. So Dogadomi sa- uh, uh, um, says, instead of asking whether he's Roy for a king, ask if he's Roy Lekohol because he comes from a Moavia woman. And on that, the, they responded, no, Moav v'lo Moavia. But they asked all the kashas. They said, well, what do you mean? The mamzer v'lo mamzeres, mitzri v'lo mitzris. Ishniku, they were quiet. So says the Gemara on Ayin Zayin Amaralov. Bo'ilach ruzaleha. So Doyeg wanted to make an announcement that David HaMelech is possible. Again, either possible because of certain shitas, or I just think it means that he's not roy for a king. To be a king, you have to have a pure lineage. Okay. But bo'ilach ruzaleha, they wanted to announce on David that he's possible. Miyad. So what happened was like this. David had a brother-in-law. His name was Yisra. The puzzle says, Ve'amsa ben Ish Ushmo Yisra. Amsa was the son of a man named Yisra. So there's a man named Yisra. Hay Yisraeli. He was Yisra Haseeli. That was his name. Ashebal Avigail Basnachash. That he married Avigail. Avigail was David's sister. Basnachash, the daughter of Nachash. Nachash is Yishai because Yishai never sinned and he died because of the original uh, snake. So Nachash is Yishai. So you have this man named uh, Am, uh, named uh, Yisra. Yisra was David's brother-in-law. Okay, in one pasuk it describes him as Yisra Hayisraeli. Okay, but then there's another pasuk that says Yisra Hayishmaeli. It calls him Hayishmaeli. So there's a contradiction. We'll see why this is relevant in a moment. So there's a contradiction as to who this, whether he's Yishmaeli. Did he come from Arab lands or was he Yisraeli from Israel? So what's the what's the pshat? The answer is he was obviously from Israel, but why is it called Yishmaeli? Because when this story happened, when they were trying to put David 
into Kherim or whatever you want to call it, he girded himself like an Arab. They were known for their uh, for their uh, war uh, tactics. He girded himself with strength like a Yishmael. He said, whoever does not listen to me, I will stab them with this sword. Meaning, I'm not, I'm not playing around anymore. No more drosha. I'm telling you what the halacha is. I was makabal from Shmuel Aramasi's Bezdin. And that's and that quieted everything. Now the question is, he's married to David's sister. <laughs> he's very Nagayabadavar, right? If there was ever you know, like he's like, no, they're a kosher family. Yeah, you married one, you're the son-in-law. You're like it's a, it's a Shiloh. It's like everyone's gonna listen to Yisra Yishma Yes uh, is it Yes They're gonna listen to him. He married this the daughter of Yishai. And and it's already happened. Meaning and he already did it. It's not even like he's engaged. Why would we believe such a person? You don't listen after the mice is done. Right? You go over to someone, you go over to someone who did something and you say, Is that Mutter? He says, Well, I did it, so it must be Mutter. You know, <laughs> it's too late. I, if he paskin before, fine, but this, he already married the family. So how could you paskin? How could you listen to him? So the answer is. The answer is the reason why we believe him is because Shmuel's Bezdin was still alive. Shmuel's still alive. He's claiming that he heard it from Shmuel. So because it's easily refutable, we do believe him. Okay. Now, so therefore we paskin that a Moavi woman is allowed. Kasha, what about the fact that we said yesterday that why isn't why isn't it Aser? Meaning, Moab, Moab is Aser because the Apostle says because they didn't go out to greet the Jewish people. So why Taka aren't the women Aser? They should have greeted the women. Right? Meaning we're passing the, the Ammoni and Moavi women are Mutter. But why? They, the same Taina on the Moavi man should be on the Moavi women. They should have come out to greet the Jewish women. So the answer is called Kfud the Basmelech Penima. There's never a taina on women to not go out, even to greet other women. From Tzniya's perspective, what they did was not wrong. Therefore, we don't have a taina on them. Or another source, Right, so it was in the oil. Meaning the place of a woman is, is indoors. Therefore, it's not a taina on, on the women for not going out. Okay. So why is it that Moavi women are allowed? So either it's because Moav Moavia, or you could just go with the Pasha, the, the svar of the Pasuk, which is, we never had a taina on them. Okay? And the Gemara says it's a machlekes tanoim of why Moavi women are mutter. Meaning, everyone agrees Moavi women are mutter. It's a shayla of why. Kitanoi, amoy nivle, amoy nis, moavi vle me'avis. The Rav says Moavi women are mutter because there's a drasha that we're makabal from Shmuel Ramasi. And Rav Shimon Oimer, al davar shaloi kodmu eschab alechamayim, darkash alish lakadim, vle darkash alish. He says, no, you don't need a drasha. It's, it's simple. The Pasuk says the taina was on the men. Because they were the ones who didn't go out to greet. It's not natural for women to go out to greet. By the way, I once gave a shiur on Shavuos. Every single step of of Mashiach comes from craziness. You know, Mashiach comes from a shaila whether he's even Jewish. <laughs> it's, it's and it's literally kaseder. If you go through every you know, Moshe Rabbeinu's mother was the aunt of her husband. Which is an Asa relationship. She was a Masa Grusha, so you have uh, Rus living with her father. Uh, I mean, no, the, what do you call it? With uh, Light's daughters. That's where Rus comes from. The whole thing, it's, it's a pretty uh, pretty crazy thing. Anyway, it's not for now. Darish Rava. Okay. You opened up my Moisera, my um, uh, baggage, my uh, burdens. Davra Mel said, What does this mean? 
I had two burdens that you opened up. I mean, you, you removed two stresses for me, which is David Amelech needed Moab or Moabiah to be Mutter, because that's where he came from. And David Amelech's grandson, Rechavam, Shlomo Amelech married uh, an Ammonia woman and had Rechavam which was the continuing line of the kingdom of David. So David HaMelech in his family needed these two Heterim, meaning, meaning he, he was saying that you release these two burdens for me, that Amen and Moev affect me and my grandson. And the Gemara says, Darush Rav HaMedich Sev Rabbi Asisa Ata Hashem Elekai Nifli Sechum Ashwesecha Oleinu. The Pasuk says that Hashem, he did wonders for us. Who is David HaMelech talking about when he says for us? Eli, it should say for me. Who's who's us? So it's actually like an interesting thing. David Melch sat with his grandson Rechavam in his lap, and he said this pasuk: "Eleinu, Hashem did wonders for us." He was talking to his grandson. He was saying that it's it has affected both of us. That Amin and Moyev is me and you. It's like, a, it's like, a, he, like he he composed Tehillim with his grandson on his lap, which is a nice thought. Um. <laughs> he's playing with a playing with a kid, and he's writing to him. But for the record, I, I was a very very big kid. So um, I, I had a Shiloh once that I asked my Rosh Hashiva about what age are you no longer allowed to like you know give a high five to a little girl? Like at what age is it uh, is it like in erva? You know, I'm not talking about a girl related to stop a little girl in shul. You know, one, so Rosh Hashiva said he's not sure. <laughs> okay, fine. He said he wasn't sure. He calls me back a little bit later. He says, I have a raya up to six is allowed. Was the raya? He said he brought his daughter, who was six years old, to Ramosha Feinstein. He had a shaila, a very, very complicated shaila in Gittin. And he said he brought his daughter. She happened to be with him. So they went to Ramosha. And he said that as Ramosha is answering the shaila, Ramosha took his daughter and put him put her on his lap, and he was bouncing up and down, you know, like playing a bouncing game, you know, like you're falling. <laughs> And he said that he said that she was six years old. So he's, he said basically. And, but, but the most amazing thing is, he's answering the most complex gitten shilas. He said he said you don't realize it's it's like it, just started. He said it's 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 mamish complex. You know, Ramosha is dealing with the most complex tesis in Ramam, and he's playing like, like it's a game. You know what I mean? It's like he beat the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Call it Tarakula. It's <laughs> he got to the end point where it's all just you know. He sees the ones and the zeros. So the Gemara continues like this. Darush uh, Rava, but halfway through this. It's mostly, it was mostly Agadita till here. You got, by the way, you didn't miss, uh, you, you missed the Agadita, but you got for the regular Gemara, so don't worry. Darush Rava, Maidr Siv, Ozamarti, Hinebasi, Bimilgila, Sefer, Kosovalai. David Amalek said, this is Stamma Joshua, because we mentioned David, we're going to mention one more Joshua, that it said, Hinebasi, Bimilgila, Sefer. I came across Bimilgila, Sefer, Kosovalai, the verse said about me. What does this mean? Omer David, Ani Amarti, Atabasi. David thought, I thought that my. Salvation came now, meaning I thought that when I was uh, uh, anointed as king, it was like, uh, now Hashem found me. But he said, the truth is, It was already predestined from the beginning of time, because it says in Bereshis, it says the Lashon that Hashem will find, and that it says the Lashon Metzasi by Dovin, it says the Lashon Metzasi in Sefer Bereshis, which means that even in Sefer Bereshis, it was already predestined that David will be found. Okay. Yeah, 
I, w- I also mentioned that before you came in, even halachically, it's a strange thing. Halachically, even if David, even if Moabi women are also, it should still be allowed for David. David is not also lekahal, the because it's three generations later, it'll already be cleaned up. We're going to see right now that if an Ammoni man marries a Jewish woman, Be'iser, the kids kashal lekuhun. So we'll, we'll see. Um, okay, so, meaning even if he has the status of an Ammoni man, his father Yishai was an Ammoni man, but he married a Jewish woman, so that would clean it up. Okay. Yishai was an Ammoni man? No, I'm saying even if you go with this approach that Rus HaMoavia, that, that all the kids are Moavi kids, but the, the father is a Moavi, he, did, he married a woman, a Jewish woman, so the kid will be kosher. Whatever, it's not for now. So he, here's the, okay, so here's the deal. Amar Ula, Amar We're going to go through this. It's a cheshbin, it's not too bad. This is all Rav Yochanan said. Now, we don't know what he means, but he said, the child of Amon is kashal kahuna. Now, the Gemara assumes what this means is that if you have an Amon man and an Amoni woman convert together, so they're allowed to marry each other, right? Because their Amon is allowed to marry Amoni, and they have a kid, the kid is kashal kahuna. Now, the problem is, that's pretty posh. Yeah, I mean... There was nothing wrong. They they were they were married. They're converts. They were allowed to marry each other, and they had a child. And the child is kashal lakuna. Yeah, it's pretty posh. But that's what we assume is what he's referring to. Again, an Ammoni man can only marry a convert, right? The halacha is Ammon below Ammonia. Ammon can only marry a convert. So you have an Ammon man and an Ammon woman convert together, and they marry each other. So they did nothing wrong. They 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 did a, a mitzvah, right? And they have a kid. The kid is kashal kahuna. Okay. Yeah. That's only a mitzvah. That's three generations. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong. They, they did nothing wrong. The Jews, the Jews. Meaning, I'm on, they, they converted the Jews. There's no there's no uh, problem. Huh? No, I'm saying even for kahuna, even for kahuna. Meaning meaning. Daughter. They have a daughter. That daughter can marry a kain. Yeah, the daughter can marry a kain. Easy. Now. And that's Rabbi Yochanan's Chiddush, that if you have an Ammon man, an Ammoni woman, that convert, and they marry each other, which is what they're supposed to do, so if they have a son, if they have a, a son, okay, the son can't marry, a, she can marry he can marry a Kehenis, whatever, he's a Jew, the, 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 the daughter, maybe they're two converts, they have a kid, so the kid's Jewish. Yeah, it's, it's posh, it's pretty posh. So the Gemara says, right? Okay, good. So the Gemara... So the Gemara says, "Amar Rav Avun Leula Keman Ikrav Yehuda Amar Bas Ger Zacher Kebas Chol Zacher Ikrav Yosi Pshita Amar Av Ger Shenas Geres Be the Chair Lekuna." The Gemara is just saying, well, "What's your chiddush?" It's a machlekes tanoim. If you have two converts that have a kid, that have a daughter, can that daughter marry a kain? So we obviously paskin yes, because two converts that have a kid, the kid's considered full blown Jew. Rav Yehuda actually feels that the child of a convert is like a convert cannot. Fine. So Rav Yehuda won't hold like this, but Rav Yosi holds that two converts who have a kid. Kids kashalakuna. So what's the chiddush over here? Amonamov. Any country, two Spaniards who convert and have a kid, the kids kashalakuna. Well, what's the chiddush over here? So the Gemara says the chiddush is the chite mahanach deruyin lave bekahal avol hai deinroy lave bekahal loy. Okay, the Gemara is again. We know. Let's know. Let's figure out what we know before Rav Yechonu came to the scene. You have two converts who have a kid. The kids kashal kahuna. That's how we paskin, right? If someone were to come to you right now, if a convert who marries another convert, they have a daughter, can that daughter marry a kayan? Yeah, full-fledged Jew. That's how we paskin. Comes in, and he says, even an Ammon and Ammonia, yeah, okay, okay. 
So Gemara says, what's your chiddush? So Gemara says, okay, v'chi teima, de'in rabbi lekalt, as you'll say, maybe the chiddush is that because Amon is not allowed to marry any other Jew, maybe it's worse. Even though he did nothing wrong in this case. So Gemara says, well, where would you get that from? You learn that from a kohen gadol to an amana, right? A kohen gadol to is always the symbol of problems with kahuna. So if this relationship is comparable to a kohen gadol to an then you have a problem. So you're going to say, it is comparable because an amon can't marry another person. But he didn't in this case. He married someone he was supposed to. He did nothing wrong. It's not comparable to a kohen gadol to an kohen gadol to an the child is pasal kuna because they did something wrong. There's nothing wrong here. The Gemara says, There was nothing wrong here. So the Gemara says, well, what about a chalol, right? You can marry a chalol, but the kid will be paslakuna, even though you did nothing wrong. So you see that even if you did nothing wrong, the child could be a problem. No, but the Gemara says, No, but even by a chalol, someone did something wrong. Meaning, anytime there's a psal kahuna, it means someone did something wrong. Either you're doing something wrong with the woman and you make a child, or your grandfather does something. Over here, nothing is wrong. Right, so what's the discussion? Oh, so that's the Shiloh. What's the Chiddush? Maybe we're going to learn out from a combination of a Chol and Kain Gadol that, that over there, they're not allowed to, there's something wrong with the, with the there, there's something different about that marriage and it creates a problem. So to here, Amon, and Ammonia, there's something different about this marriage, meaning that he can only marry her, he can't marry 90% of Klal Yisrael, and it should be a problem. But the Gemara says the same point my father, which is, but over here, nothing is wrong. Over there, at least there's some element that's wrong. Either they live together in sin, or their grandfather lived together in sin. Something went wrong. Over here, nothing went wrong. That's the Gemara thought. Maybe it's like, yeah, but you see that when there's different, it makes a problem. But no, it's not that when it's different it makes a difference. It's different and sin makes a problem. You still need a sin element to make up silk kahuna. The Gemara just thought like, well, if you see a kangadol amana makes a problem, a chalala makes a problem, you see that like anytime there's something strange, it's a problem for kahuna. So to here, amana and ammonia, it's strange. No, over there, there's something. It's not just that it's strange and there's a sin. Over here, there's no sin. The Gemara says, Mala so the Gemara says, you're right. The answer is, you know what we're talking about? When Rabbi Yochanan said that the child is kashal kuna, it's where an Amon married a Bas Yisrael. Meaning in sin. An Amon sinned and he married a Bas Yisrael. So if he would have a son, that son would be an Amon kid. That would be a problem. But it's a daughter. And the halacha is... She's kashlakuna, meaning even though they did something wrong, it's kashlakuna. It becomes washed up, it becomes cleansed over time. That's why I was saying that even if Davana Melech, even if Rus was not allowed, at some point it would have been cleansed by the three generations. That was my point before. Rav Yakhmander points that out. So the answer is the case is where an Amon man married a Jewish woman in sin, and we're saying the child is kashlakuna. Af meaning even though you did something wrong, at the end of the day, the kid it was a convert, kid's a Jew, kashlakuna. Okay. So the Gemara says, I believe though, if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm correct, if they would have had a boy, that would be a problem, because then that boy would be an Amoni boy. Yeah, I think it would be the, the kid, right, the definition of the lineage goes by the father, so if they would have a boy, it would be Amon, and that would be a problem. But over here, they had a daughter, so the daughter the daughter is not considered, a, is, is an Ammonia woman, which is allowed. 
I, she was created through sin. So who cares? Yeah, that, 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 I, I, that's what I believe. So that, that's my assumption. I, I could be wrong. My assumption is that if they would have a boy, it could be a problem. But I, 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 I don't know. Let me just check one second. Um, that's basically what we're going to be dealing with for the rest of the daf, by the way. Um, so the Gemara basically is saying, so the case is where it's kashula kahuna, is where you have, the case where it's kashula kahuna, the case where it's kashal kuna is where it's it's an Amon man married a Jewish woman in sin. And the case is that even though they did an Avera, it's kashal kuna. And that's a Chiddush, because every other time that there's an Avera, it becomes a Psul kuna. Over here, it's not, a, it's not a problem. Why is it not a problem? By the way, you can ask the Gajah, why is this not a problem? Right? This is, you did a losase and had a child. Usually when you do a losase and have a child, the child is not good for kuna. This is going to have a Pasuk. There's a special pasuk that says that it's fine. That's why, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe if it's a boy, it's the same. I'm not sure. But the point is, this is a special exception. That's Rabbi Yechonah Shita. Okay. The Gemara says, Amr in. Yeah, he says, you're right. That, that's Rabbi Yechonah Shita. The Chiyasa Ravin, Amr Rabbi Yechonah. It's a machlekes between Rabbi Yechonah and Rishlakish. This case. Rabbi Yechonah feels that if you have an Amon or a Moavi man that lives with a Jewish woman in sin, the daughter is Kashal Kahuna, and Rabbi Yechonah disagrees. The daughter is Pasal Kahuna. So the Gemara says, Bas ger amoyni. You have you have a ger you have an amoyn or a moyev or a mitzri sheni. Any man who's not allowed to marry a Jewish woman, Jewish man is not allowed to marry, and he does, and he has a daughter. Is that daughter pasulakuna or kashulakuna? Rav Yechon says kashulakuna. Rish Lakish says pasulakuna. Again, Rish Lakish is going with the standard rule. The standard rule is that if you do a losa saying have a child, the child's pasulakuna. That's like the standard uh, standard rule. But but Rav Yechonon saying this is an exception. Okay, so. Bas geramayni, bas mitzvi shein. Rav Yechon mikshay. Rish Lakish on b'psula. Rav Yechon says it's fine. Rish Lakish says it's possible. Kuhuna. Rish Lakish on b'psula. The alf mekayin gadol b'amana. Rish Lakish says it's possible because that's a standard rule. You learn that from kayin gadol b'amana. Anytime there's a losa say between Jews, the child is possible. Kuhuna. That's just the standard rule. Why does Rav Yechon say it's different? Rav Yechon mikshay. Go to the next page. Detani Rav Zakai mekamei. Rav Yechonon. Okay, the Pasuk says, I'll tell you outside, then we'll see it inside. The Pasuk says that regarding a Kayin Godol, the Pasuk says that Amana Grusha, actually, yeah, Amana Grusha v'chalala zayna as elo yikach, right? A Kayin Godol can't take these women. Kiim besula me'amav yikach yisha. He should only take a besula me'amav. Now, me'amav, the Pasuk chat of the Pasuk is that it's trying to tell you a Jewish woman. Amav, his people. It could have said Amav. Why did it say Me'amav? It means that even if she's only from one side Jewish, meaning she's Me'amav, that she's only partially from, you know, partially Jewish, so to speak. She's partially pure. It's still fine. And he understood that. What this means is, it means that her parents, one's an Amine, one's a Jew. And it's still saying that it's fine. So it's an exception to the rule. The Gemara says, Rav Zakai taught in front of Rav Yochanan that in order to marry a Kohen Gadol, you have to be what's called the Giyaris Mechana. Giyaris Mechana means on both sides, meaning a full-fledged Jew. Both parents are converts, but if if one of them is not, that's a problem. Meaning, according to Rav Zakai, you, you, no, no, they have to be both parents converts for it to be okay. Meaning an Amon and a Moab, Amon and an Ammonia man and woman marry with no iser and have a child, that's when it's okay. But if one, but if it's in sin, it's a problem. So if Zakai is speaking out what Rish Lakish held, which is that it's only okay if there was no sin involved. So both parents are converts, so the kids 
nothing wrong. But if one of them was an Ammoni man and one of them is a Jew, so it was in sin, that's a problem. Says Rabbi Yochanan to him, Rav Yechelen said, no, 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 you're misunderstanding the Pasuk. Amav may Amav. The extra mem tells you that even if his parents come from two different nations. And you say that has to be perfect? No, even if the parents come from two different nations, it's okay. What does that mean? What does it mean to come from two different nations? If you say it means that an Ammon who married an Ammonis. And why are they called two different nations? Because the men and women have halachic differences. But that, that, that's what Rav Zakkai was saying. Meaning, Rav Zakkai got up and basically said, it's only okay for a Kayin Gadol to marry a woman who comes if both her parents are considered full-fledged Jews. So Rav Yochan's like, no, 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 you misunderstand So what's Rav Yochan coming to include? It must be, says the Gemara, it must be that Rav Yochan was coming to say, no, even if his parents are two different nations, meaning, i.e., basically you have to have it where the, the parents are Jews, but two different nations. Because if it's a guy, then that's a problem. We saw that Rav Yochan holds that a guy who lives with a Jew, the child's a mamzer. So Rav Yochan's like, no, no, I'm okay with with a Jewish girl that comes from two Jewish parents that are two different nations. Answer that riddle. The only way to do that is where an Ammon, who's a Jew, marries a Basi Sral, who's a Jew, but it's two different nations because they're not allowed to be together. And the child is allowed. So you see Rav Yechonon holds that an Ammon who marries a Basi Sral, the child's kashal now, there's an Ikadamri. This Ikadamri speaks it out. It's, it, there's no difference in halacha between this Ikadamri and the first version. It's just this Ikadamri speaks out instead of us interpreting Rav Yechon or Rav Yechon interpreted himself. Okay. Said Rav Yechonon, I hold that she's okay if she comes from two parents that are the same nation or two parents that are different nations. Meaning, i.e., Amon. And marries a Bas Yisrael. Okay. The Gemara just wants a Bas Minole. Okay, so one last kasha. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you have an Ammon, again, who's a Jew. That's also important. You have to realize when I say Ammon, I mean he's a Jew, he's a convert. He just comes from Ammon. You have an Ammoni man who marries a Jewish woman in sin. According to Rabbi Yochanan, the child is Koshal Kahuna. Yeah? Because Amav may Amav, the extra mem. What if you have a Mitzri? Uh, first generation mitzvah, second generation mitzvah, whatever. He marries a Jewish woman. So you have a mitzvah shein, he marries a Jewish woman in sin. Is a child kashala kahuna? Right? You have a mitzvah shein, he marries a Jewish woman in sin. Is a child kashala kahuna? So, so we assume the child is kashala kahuna. Mitzvah shein, he marries a Jewish woman, the child's kashala kahuna. How do you know that from? Meaning, Rav Yochanan specifically addressed, his source was Amoin marrying a Jew. What would the halacha be about a Mitzri Shani marrying a Jew? Again, we would assume it's the same. The Gemara wants to know what's the source. The Gemara says, Minole. He'll say, okay, he learns it out from an Amon Bas Yisrael. Meaning, he has a source that if an Amon marries a Bas Yisrael, the child's Kasha Laguna, so we could probably extrapolate the same would apply to a Mitzri. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, but no, but Mala Amon Nishinasa Bas Yisrael, Shekin Nekevis Mutares. Mitzri Shani, meaning. Basically, the problem with Mitzri is that it's not exactly comparable to an Ammon because an Ammoni women are mutter right away. Mitzri women have to wait three generations. On the other hand, they're mutter after three generations. So the Gemara is going to say, you want to learn out Mitzri Shani marries Yisrael that the child's Kashal Kahuna from an Ammon. The problem is by Ammon, the women are mutter right away. 
which is not the case by a Mitzri. So the Gemara says, okay, but Mitzri Sheni Shenosa Mitzri Shniya Yechiach. What about a Mitzri Sheni who marries a second generation Mitzris? So the child's kosher lakuna because the child's kosher. So you see that there are scenarios of a Mitzri where the child's kosher. So it, 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 it's not exactly Malam Mitzri Sheni Shenosa Mitzri Shkin Ein Yeah, but over there there's nothing wrong. Amoni Shenosa Basisal Yochiach Chazar Adin. Basically, it's learned out. Chazar Adin Lor Zeker 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 It's learned out. A Mitzri Sheni that marries a Yisrael in sin is learned out from, from Amon and a combination of Mitzri Sheni, Shenosa, Mitzri Basically, it's learned out from a combination. That you see from these discussions that even if there's a sin done from two different nations that are Jews, even if a sin is done, it's allowed. So to over here, even if a sin is done, it's going to be allowed. Okay. Um... Amrav Yosef, Hainu de Shmane Lila, Rav Yehuda Damar Amav, May Amav, Voloyadan Maika Amar. Rav Yosef said, that's why uh, uh, this explains. I always heard Rav Yechanan say, Amav, May Amav, and I didn't know what he meant. What he meant was this past discussion that it's to include a Amoni man that marries a Jewish woman that the child is Kasha Lakuna, even though a sin was done. Kiyasar Shmuel, Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda Mar Hachi Tana Kameh. Okay, one more Gemara until the two dots, and then again. By the way, if, when they come down, if it's distracting, I'll tell them to be quiet. Right? It doesn't bother me. So, like this. Rav Yechanan held that if an Amoni man marries a Jewish woman in sin, the child is kosher l'kohuna. Same thing with Moab. So the Gemara says, this explains the following scenario. There was a b'risa that was taught in front of Rav Yechanan. And the b'risa is like a riddle. It doesn't, it's, it's very hard to understand. And Rav Yechanan did not like the b'risa. But now that we have Rav Yechon it, it'll make sense what the Bryson meant and why he didn't like it. Tana Kamei, it was torn from Rav Yechon the following thing. Isha Amonis Kshera, a woman who's an Amonis is kosher. Well, that makes sense, right? Amoni women are kosher. Binam Amoni Pasal, the son from an Amoni is Psal. Kind of makes sense because the son is considered Amoni boy. Bita Amoni Kshera, the daughter from an Amoni is kosher. Don't know what that means. But it's only kosher if both parents are converts. But if one is not a convert, it's a problem. I mean, so this Bryce is basically saying that the child is kosher l'kohuna when both parents are converts, meaning amoni and ammonia. So he did nothing wrong. But if it's an ammoni man with a Jewish woman, he did a sin, that's a problem. Rav Yochanan heard this, and Rav Yochanan said, Amrle, puk tani lebro, go outside and teach that. I don't know. Take, take that out of here. I, I, I don't know. Rav Yochanan was not, not having this. Because Rav Yochanan holds, in an Ammoni man who marries a Jewish woman in sin, the child is kosher l'kuna. So this b'risa was saying that it's only kosher if both are converts, meaning, and nothing was done wrong. But if one of them was a Jew and something was done wrong, the child's possible l'kuna, to that Rav Yechonon said, don't go decide to teach it. I, I, I disagree. Now the Gemara interprets it. My da'amr, this is what it meant to say. Isha Ammon is The b'risa starts off by saying that Ammoni women are kosher. Why? Because Ammoni v'lo Ammonia. That we had yesterday with uh, Rus, right? Binam Amoni Pasal, the child of an Amoni is Pasal, the Amoni who, because the son is an Amoni, right? If you have an Amoni man who lives with a woman, whichever the woman is, the son is an Amoni man. That's a problem. Bita Amoni Kshera, the daughter of an Amoni is Kosher, Lamai. 
When it says that the daughter is kosher, it doesn't mean kosher to kohol. All Ammoni women are kosher. It means even to kahuna. Ba'med woman, then the Bryce says, when is she kosher lakuna? Ba'moni sha'amonish and his gairu. When both parents are Ammonia, when both parents are converts and nothing was done wrong. I'll beat them Ammoni psula, my beat them Ammoni ilim, Ammoni shinas Ammonis. And when the Brisa says, but when one of them is a, a but the, the the implication of the Brisa is that when one of them, it's an Ammoni man who marries a Jewish woman in sin, the child is Pasalakuna. And in that Rav Yochanan said, Puk Tani Lebrot. Go outside and teach. I don't need to hear this. Okay. Yeah. The child's of third generation. Yeah. Well, if it's a, if it's a daughter, if it's a girl, uh, yeah, yeah. The, no, but if it's a daughter, it's going to be fine anyway because she's considered an ammonia girl. Okay. And a boy with a second. Then it'll be fine. Third generation. <coughs> it's third generation. Okay. Now we'll just finish up the daft. How if you. Why not? He became a Talmud Chavar. He became equals. They became Chavrusas. He became Chavrusas. He didn't stay. He didn't remain a Talmud. He became what's called a Talmud Chavar, which is a student, but chashuv enough to disagree with the Rebbe. So, the last sugi is like this. It said in the Mishnah that we paskin that Mitzri women are usher for three generations, right? Rav Shim Rav Shimon said, no, Mitzri women are muta right away. Why? Because that a kavachayimah. If Ammonia women, who the Ammoni men are usher forever, the Ammoni women are muta right away. So Mitzri, which is muta after three generations, the women are muta right away. So the Rabbanon said to him, if this is a drasha that you have a kabbalah, if you have like a halacha Moshe Messina, I will accept it. But if not, I have a kasha. So he said, no, it's a halacha. Oh, so they never addressed what the kasha would be. They never did. They just said, we have a kasha. So what is the kasha? Says the Gemara, my tshuva, what, what was their problem? So, they, they wanted to say, again, Rav Shimon's point is, we don't find a scenario where an Isser is just for a few generations and it's for men and women. Meaning, you have an Amon, which is forever, and the women are allowed. So Mitzri, which is three generations, the women are definitely allowed. What about the fact, meaning, basically, Rav Shimon is looking for something that's also for just a few generations, but it's for men and women. That's what you're looking for. Like, that would be the, the key, because he's saying it doesn't exist. He's saying, like, listen, if, if the men are going to be mother after three generations, the women are going to be mother right away. So we're looking for something that's also for three generations for men and women. You know what that is? It's Arias. The halacha is, you're allowed to marry four generations beneath you. Again, it's not Metziah Shaykh. Because you'll be dead by then. But if someone wants to marry his great, great, great granddaughter, it's halachically allowed. It's not even an Isidur Abonon of an erva. But for three generations, all Arayas are also men and women. So what do you see? You see that you could have a relationship that just lasts three generations and it's men and women. So to over here, Mitzri lasts three generations, men and women. That, that was their kasha. No. So the Gemara, I mean, I have probably in the beginning yeah, of the, likely. no, also probably the beginning of, of time where you had like people last living 600 years. Yeah, sure. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Yeah, but that's not a good ride. Meaning the source, they were saying that we have a source to Aser Mitzris for three generations, learned that from Arias. Yeah, but the Gemara says, uh, uh, um, Mal Arias Yeah, but Arias is Karis. 
So maybe maybe the women are also because it's kares, but mitzvahs, which is just in a lav, maybe it doesn't apply. The Gemara says, yeah, mamzer yechiyach. Yeah, but mamzer tells you even though mamzer is not kares, and it's and and you see the men and women are also. So you see that women could be also even if it's not kares. But the mala mamzer shekin and roy love it because la oilam. Yeah, but mamzer is different because it's also forever. Each one has its own quality, but what do you see from a combination of Mamzer and Arayas? That when something's Aser, it's men and women. So too Mitzvahs, it's Aser, men and women. I got the idea of the four generations. You learn that from Arayas that it's Aser for three generations, men and women. Yeah, but what about the fact that Arayas is Kares? Yeah, but the answer to that is mamzer. Mamzer is men and women also, even though it's not karis. Oh, but that's forever. Yeah, but arayas is not forever. So you take arayas, you take mamzer, and you put it together, and what do you have? You have that when something's also, it's men and women. Mamzer is a lav, but it's forever. Arayas is karis, but it's not forever. What does it show you? It shows you karis doesn't matter. Lav doesn't matter. Forever doesn't matter. Not forever doesn't matter. It just shows you that when something's also, it's men and women. So the Gemara says, no, not exactly equatable. So again, we're trying to learn out Mitzri, Mitzris women being Aser, from a combination Mamzer slash Arayas. The problem is, um, To make a Mamzer, how do you make a Mamzer? Someone had to do a Chayv Karis. So Mamzer and Arayas have an element of Karis in them. Arayas is an Isser Karis. Mamzer is a off, is a production of an Isser Karis, but there's Karis involved. Mitzvah says no Karis, so it's not equatable. So the Gemara says, fine, you're right, you know what you do? Okay, here's what you do. Rabbonon, this is what they did. They learned out Mitzvah from a combination Arayas, and instead of Mamzer, take Mamzer out, put Chalol Mechaive Aseh, meaning a Kayan who did an Isser Aseh, he lived with a woman who's a Bittal Aseh, um, and according to Rav Lezben Yaakov, that creates a cholol. So that's also forever. But there's no kares. So, there you go. So we wanted to learn out mitzvahs from that. We wanted to learn out mitzvahs. Again, Rav Shimbayachai wants to be makel that mitzvahs women are mutter right away. They said, no, we have a source that it's also forever. Well, for three generations, men and women. What's the source? It's from a combination arayas, which is men and women, and a cholol from a chayvei aseh. If a koyin does an avera where he marries a woman he's not supposed to, but it's not a lav, it's a bit of aseh, that according to Rosh Hashanah makes a cholol, and that goes on forever. Um, I don't have I don't have Daf Samach I, I, I but on Daf Samach it brings down that Rav Ozman Yaakov Shita is that uh, you have a from the Cholol of Machavi I say it could be Masu Gushasa it could be Masu Gushasa if I'm not mistaken it could be Masu Gushasa but the point is um, so that's a so therefore you have Arayas right Arayas is also for men and women for three generations yeah but Arayas is Kares yeah but Cholol from Machavi Asay which is not Kares and that's also for men and women yeah but that's forever but Arayas is not forever you put them together and you learn out mitzvahs from them the Gemara says um, Umay loiki and what does Rishon Baruchah respond he says Hachi Kamerlu Lidi di loisiri leid Ravos Ben Yaakov first of all Rishon Baruchah says I don't hold Ravos Ben Yaakov so there's no Cholol from Machavi Asay okay but Lidi di Chu the Sri Lo Ravos Ben but you, who holds a Gerolos Meniakov, Halacha Ani Yomer. 
I did not make up this on my drasha myself. This is a Kabbalah from Melech Messina. Therefore, the kashis, uh, we don't ask kashis on this. Okay. Tanya, Rishimin, Halacha, Ni Oimer. Rishimin says, the Halacha, I have a Halacha, I have a Kabbalah, that mitzvahs women are remote right away. V'oid, Mikra Meseini. I have a Pasuk that says, Bonim, V'loi Bonos. The Pasuk says regarding mitzvahs, it says, Bonim, which the implication is, Bonim, V'loi Bonos. Um... We will stop here because I'll tell you because this is going to continue into the next half. We'll stop here. This is the end of the treasure.